Moore, and this is Julie Cahoon with Memories of a Debt Collector. Are you guys excited now? I'm so excited. I love that music. My name is Julie, and I'm your host for Memoirs of a Debt Collector. And this particular segment of podcast is going to be from my experience from being a debt collector. And we're going to go over credit cards, lending, and trying to avoid pitfalls of consolidators and bankruptcies. Teach you guys a little bit of my understanding and knowledge from what I've learned from collecting debt for three years. And I'm excited to begin this broadcast. Today I begin with sharing a story from my experience on Friday. Friday was a day where we actually had what's called a a charge-off day. At the end of the month, uh, the credit card companies, or at least the credit card company that I work for, has what's called a charge-off day. And if People listening are unfamiliar with what a charge-off is. I never knew what a charge-off was until I actually started working for a credit card company. And so I'm going to give you the terms of what a charge-off is based off of what experience says. So the term charge-off means that the original creditor has given up on being repaid according to the terms of the loan. So I don't think people realize this. A credit card is a revolving loan. I never realized that until I actually worked for a credit card company. I had no idea what I had got myself into with getting a credit card. So the revolving loan is the credit card, right? To go back to the charge off, So it considers the remaining balance to be a bad debt, but that doesn't mean you no longer owe the amount that has been repaid. So if an account is charged off, that debt is still owed. And after the account is charged off by the original lender, it is usually sent to a collection agency. Sometimes it's sent to an attorney. And then there can be some things that happen when the account is sent to an attorney. Like judgments are put on the the account or a lien on the home. Lots of stuff can happen when an account is sent to an attorney. But let's say if it was sent to a collections agency, the collection agency will attempt to recover the remaining amount and potentially additional interest and fees. The collection agency may represent the original lender or it may purchase the debt from the original lender and become the new debt owner. So that's fantastic. So the collection agency will pay for this debt 
And on average, I've heard it's like pennies on the dollar. And then this agency will try to collect on that debt and that agency will become the new debt owner. Either way, that person who took out the debt, they signed a contract agreeing to repay the debt and that contract remains in effect until you've paid the entire amount or reached an agreement with the debt owner to pay less than the original amount. And then this continues on and says that if the debt is sold to a collection agency, you should pay the collection agency, not the original lender. The charged off account and any subsequent collection accounts will be removed from your credit history after seven years but will have a very negative impact on credit scores during that time. Okay, so there's the background of what my day was on Friday. So if your brain hurts now, let's take a little break and listen to a few tunes and let's get back to this, okay? on Friday, it was the purpose of my day on Friday was to help keep accounts from charging off. And the specific accounts that we were working charged off at 2.45 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So that would be 4.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I have this lady call in. And I guess in this segment, we're going to talk about a few things. The first thing is my whole balance is interest, which could be. And then the second, we're gonna talk about minimum payments and then also late payments because they can add to or change the interest rate that is on your credit card account. And I'm gonna read from a credit card statement in my own hands from my own credit card. So (laughs) we'll go over the numbers on my statement and you guys, Uh, you can judge me for how or whatever, but it's interesting because on each one of your credit card statements, it lays out a story of your account and as, and it's also good to know what's on the credit card statement. I never read credit card statements until I had to work for a credit card company. There's a lot of good information on there. Okay. So let's go back. So the account I'm going to talk to you about, it was a lady. I'm just going to call her name Beth. It wasn't Beth. And she calls in, and it's about 2.15 on a Friday. And I know that this was going to be an interesting call because she starts off. And I usually ask if we get disconnected, can I call you back? And I recite the number because if we get disconnected and I don't ask for permission to call back, I can't call back. That's just how it goes in my particular area. And so she said, oh yeah, you can call back. But if I get upset, I might have to disconnect the phone number and call you back anyway so I can cool down because I just want to warn you now, I'm not upset at you personally, but I'm upset with your company. How do you respond to somebody telling you something like that? Do you say to yourself, all right, buckle up, folks. It's going to be a long ride. Click, 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 click. Let's go. Or do the alarms go off in your head? 
and you hear the alarm sound. That sounds something like this. And so I thought, oh, okay, this is a great start to this phone call. <laughs> what is going to happen here? So I open up and, and she gives me a little bit of background and we verify her information. And, and I said, so ma'am, it sounds like you're upset. So what's really going on here? Please tell me I'd like to know. And then she goes on and she says that, the company had wronged her, that she had nothing to do with it. Uh, she was mishandled and mistreated, and she was furious and upset. And please don't think I'm, I'm taking this out on you, but I'm taking it out on your company. And you happen to be the one who picked up the phone when I called in. So while she's telling me her experience, which happened to be, I guess, back in December, she was having some hard times and she called in to get the payment moved on the account because she was having some hard times. She had moved and she was taking care of a family member and then she had reduced income and she couldn't afford her payment. And then she went off about how she had been a great card member for a long time. I ended up looking it up later. She was with the company for 33 years and that the company took advantage of her by giving her a large interest rate. Her balance was mainly interest and she was being taken advantage of. And she stopped paying because she was angry. The agent that she worked with back in December uh, wouldn't work with her, wouldn't change or allow her to change her payments. And then uh, we had sent out a payment and she hadn't authorized the payment to come out and then she sent in another payment like in January and then that payment went through and then another payment went through uh, again on the 15th of January and then she got a return check fee and then she was fed up because it started to get expensive and I can tell you this return check fees do get expensive whether it's a $27 return check fee or overdraft on your bank side and then a return check fee on your creditor side, they start adding up. So, you know, overdraft fee with 27 or $37. And then like the creditor that you try to have the money pulled out of, that's another $27. So if you do the math on that, that's $64 just in fees in general. And so, you know, if that happened to me, I'd be pretty upset as well. I'd be fuming, actually. I'd be a sailor. Not that I would curse out a customer service agent because I know that when I get cursed out, it's like the least effective thing. And I try really hard not to get angry, but it happens. So the day that it was her money had pulled out and she was on an automatic payment was, let's just say it was the 14th of the month. And she called in the day after to say, please don't take out a payment. Now for the company that I work for, if the payment has been sent to process after it was set up, there is no way to pull back the payment. And I think that is probably something that is across the board. Normal business practices for credit card payment processing. From what I had noticed, she had called in the day after it was sent 
asking for it to be changed. And if I was the agent, I would have probably told her the same thing. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. We can't do anything about it at this time because it was already sent to the bank. Now, is that upsetting? Yes. If she had called in prior to the processing time, would it be able to be changed? Yes. Now, is this a management issue on her part? I would say yes. Okay. Because she had not kept track of the day her payments were coming out and she had also set up an automatic payment. In the program that she had set up, it was specific that payments needed to come out every month because she was on a specific five-year your lower payment plan. So that was the first part of the situation. That is a lot of information. Time to take a break. pick up where we left off. She then said, well, you guys stuck me with interest rates and these interest rates are incredible and most of my balance is interest. And she also went off about we didn't understand her situation and she had put everything on this particular card. And then she got stung by the company and she had wanted nothing to do with the company. And, and I told her, well, I don't know what your experience is because usually company doesn't hire the interest rate on the card unless something happens. And I'm going to read you from off my credit card statement about late payment warnings. And I can guarantee you this is on a lot of credit card statements. And this I'm reading from a company that I don't work for, but this is the same verbiage that is on statement for the company that I do work for. So it says late payment warning. If we do not receive your minimum payment by the date listed above, you may have to pay a late fee of up to $40 and your APRs may increase up to the penalty APR of 29.99%. There it is, folks. 29.99%. That's like, hey, guys, pay on time. We won't stick you. But if you don't pay on time and you're not responsible, well, we're going to cover ourselves because that becomes a risk. Sting, there it is. Dinger, dinger. I don't know. I mean, like 29.99% is, that is a third of the balance. That's a pretty steep penalty there. But that comes when, you know, after a few late payments and there's usually some notices sent out by the company saying, hey, you missed a payment. We'll be increasing your APR due to a missed payment. And you, you know, if that happens, you can always call the company and say, hey, this was a mistake. Can you not increase my APR? So going back to the story, she had ranted and raved and I pulled up and she was on this specialty program for 15 months already already and the specialty program get this she was at a 0.99% interest oh I love that <laughs> company was sticking her with high interest rates before the program yeah she was at a 28% was a tough one that that's true it was but for at least 15 months she was only getting 0.99% and when she enrolled in the program she had over $1,200 of charges removed 
Bam. Guess the company is so horrible. They didn't have to do any of that. That's a lot of money to be taken off. Not every company does that. So I'm talking to her and uh, she goes back and forth and she was like, they stung me with this interest charge. I told her this. I said, so if I were in your shoes, if I knew a company was charging me 28% interest, I wouldn't play the game. Because if you think about it, credit cards go two ways. The company sets terms and borrows or allows people to borrow money at certain terms, but the company doesn't tell the consumer what to spend the money on. Consumer has the choice to swipe away and swipe and swipe and swipe and buy whatever they want to with the expectation that it would be paid back. If it was not paid back in one month's time, then interest would be charged. Okay, I'm gonna go back to my statement. There's a little spot on the back of the statement that tells you how to avoid paying interest on purchases. See, on this statement it says, your due date is at least 23 days after the close of each billing cycle. It says, we will not charge you purchases if you pay your monthly payment amount plus your new balance by the due date each month if you do not pay your new balance by the due date each month, you will pay interest on your purchases from the day they're posted to your account until you pay such amount in full for two billing periods in a row. We will begin charging interest on cash advances and balance transfers on the transaction date. We will begin charging interest, and this is, I'm reading from a Citibank card. It says on City Flex Plan balances at the start of the billing cycle following the billing cycle during which you created that particular plan. Now, is that always the case on every credit card? Not necessarily, but it's gonna be very similar. So she's upset with the interest charge. How do you avoid the interest charge? Pay off the credit card every month now. <laughs> also, there is this thing that people get caught up into where they can only make the minimum monthly payment every month. Now, and I feel for, for this lady, I mean, it, it's tough when you start spending and then you can't pay it off and then a hardship comes because the interest can be a stinger. I felt the sting myself. There's a little spot on your statement on the front page that has a minimum payment warning. And it says, if you make only the minimum payment each period, you will pay more in interest and it will take you longer to pay off your balance. And then they say, for example, and then it has like a little table underneath, for example, it says, if you make no additional charges using this card each month, you pay. Now I want to emphasize no additional charges. <laughs> That's a big one right there because people are like, you charge me interest. My whole balance is interest. It's like they pay some and then they charge the amount that they paid the last month, but then the balance is still revolving. And then they're like, my whole thing is interest. Well, you're not paying towards your balance because you keep charging. And then, then yeah, you're getting interest charged the account, but you haven't paid off the previous balance to keep interest from being charged. So go back. So if you make no additional charges using this card and each month you pay only the minimum payment, only the minimum payment, and this balance I'm looking at is about $986, okay, says you will pay off 
the balance shown on this statement in about three years, okay? And my minimum payment due is only $35, which I believe depends on the creditor, but uh, usually it's like 2% of the balance or $35 depends on the terms on the credit card. It might be 1.5% of the balance or 2.5. Like I said, it depends on the terms of the creditor. And then it says the last box in this table, it says, and you will end up paying an estimated total amount. So my original amount was around $986. After three years of me paying only $35, a month, I would pay $1,225. So what is that? Almost $240 in interest charges I would have paid over three years if I only paid the minimum payment. Now that's probably, that's smaller than the balance that I had with this lady, but Moral of the story is interest charges add up if you continue to revolve a balance. Is that fair? Well, is it fair that you have to pay interest on your mortgage? It's like a 30-year loan. Yeah, it's a mortgage might not be unsecured debt, but maybe the concept is a little bit similar, right? You're borrowing money from somebody, it's a loan, and there's uh, in an interest that's charged on borrowing that money. Now, because it's a revolving loan, revolving loans seem to have higher interest if the loan isn't paid off, depending, unless you have a good credit score. And I think that interest can be added with or determined based off of credit score, how long your credit history is, and some other determining factors, revolving balances, how much uh, one makes in a year. Those are a few things, but I'm not a credit analyst and I'm not a credit expert that way when it comes to credit scores. Now that my rant is over, let's take a small break and get back to the story. Going back to the story of this lady. So company had wronged me of a high interest rate. Well, at one time, maybe that was the case, but, and the interest rate might have not started so high, but it probably got that high because of late payments on the account. It's a two-way streak here. And her current interest rate was a 0.99%. So for the five months she hadn't paid us, she had gotten about $16 of interest charges on the account. Stinger, I've seen much worse interest payments in one month and $16 and three cents. Right. So this all ended up over a misunderstanding. I think she ended up agreeing to make a payment with me at 2.42 PM. And I had three minutes before the account would have charged off, but she agreed to it. And uh, one other thing is, because usually with these 
particular programs with creditors, a five-year payoff plan type, people call in and say, can I lower the payment? And in this instance, at those particular programs with creditors where there's special cases to pay off the card, from my understanding, because they're federally regulated programs, her concern was, can I refinance the amount in which I pay monthly? And in that, that case, she could not. So moral of the story, few things to learn from this scenario. People, I believe, are allowed to get mad over certain things. And sometimes it takes me a while to cool down. But is it worth getting so angry at that you stop caring and you just say, I'm not going to pay this company back? Because that's not the only lady that I've talked to. But she's like, I don't care. I don't care if it charges off. I don't care if it goes to a consolidator. I was just about to call them. I don't care. And the only person that it hurts, I mean, yeah, the the company is going to take a loss, but the loss that they take does damage one's credit for seven years. And if, let's say, one is looking for a personal loan, trying to get a car loan or a home loan, then it makes it real difficult to borrow money. And I've had people call in multiple times, well, you're reporting me to the credit bureau. Yeah, you're not paying your bill. You have to report what is actually happening on the account. So if you don't pay your bill, then yes, you would be reported. Well, this is not allowing me to get a loan. You need to stop this. Okay, pay your bill. That will stop it just fine. And when you close an account, it doesn't keep somebody from being responsible for paying back the whole amount. Because <laughs> people think that too. If you close the account, your interest is still going to charge. Like people are going to have interest that still is charged on the account. But closing account does not stop interest from being charged. Anyway, there are my lessons learned for the day. Uh, take time. Take care of the accounts. Things are tough. Ask for help. If Here's one other lesson that I learned so this lady had a bad experience with customer service rep. If you've had a bad experience with a customer service rep, then call back and ask for another rep. If that one's bad, call back again and ask for another rep. I know that can be challenging and frustrating, but hopefully eventually you'll get somebody that will care. But in this instance, hopefully I helped out with that particular situation. And it's a lesson to be learned for for all of us to not get so angry that it blinds us and uh, to when procrastinating it. It's not always uh, the best thing to do. So I will leave you guys tonight. I appreciate your time. This is my first podcast. So if you haven't turned off now, I hope to hear back from you again or to have you come back and listen. Hopefully it wasn't too much of a snooze fest. It might have been, but uh, if not, uh, visit me. We're getting stuff up and running. So what we're trying to do is if you have any questions or feedback, I have a site for that. It's debtmemoirs.com. You can go, well, it's still in the process. I don't know if you can go and do that, but you can always listen back and uh, that's in the works for feedback for us. So closing, I want to thank you for listening to Memoirs of a Debt Collector. My little adage for, for people listening be smart. Don't be stupid. So we all have our moments and have a good night. Again, please visit us at debtmemoirs.com to provide feedback and your thoughts and stories and comments. You guys stay safe out there and have a fantastic evening. Bye.